are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. The podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. A free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hone here, your host, back with another episode. Um, have a guest coming from Enid, Oklahoma today. Trisha, Mi- Trisha Mitchell is on the podcast with me to talk about For Our Kids Foundation. Uh, Trisha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. So, so looking at the website, which everyone can go to for our kids, the number four, the letter R, and then kids.com, uh, which I'll post in the description down below. You can go and look at all the amazing things that you guys are doing. Uh, and it all comes back to raising money for the kids, which is great. Uh, not just kids, but obviously disabled um, people as well. But it says on the website you were founded in 2003, right? Out of yeah. a so tell us, uh, tell everyone listening about kind of where that comes from, the need, your role, and everything up until, I mean, 17 years of, of doing this great work. Okay, so um, it was founded by a group of parents who didn't like the vocational opportunities that they saw in the community for their kids. They knew that their children had capabilities. They just needed some guidance and maybe some adaptations to succeed. And they didn't like what they saw. They wanted a positive environment. They wanted um, to help everyone and give everyone a chance. And so they formed the foundation. And it started with a mini golf course. And, um, you know, there were lots of jobs. There was a cashier, a clubhouse, cleaning, all kinds of stuff that they could do. And it just evolved into more. And so we we became a Made in Oklahoma company because we um, created dog treats. And um, our dog treats just kind of took off. And I'm sorry if you hear screaming in the background. <laughs> Kids are having a great time. <laughs> it's lunchtime, and it's pretty crazy here. That's right. uh, but anyway, so we um, we became a made in Oklahoma company so that we could sell our dog treats. Um, we make dog treats by hand with um, just wholesome ingredients. You can eat them. Uh, you know, they're human grade. And we started selling those. Uh, we actually got a grant to completely equip our kitchen as an industrial kitchen because before we literally had countertop cookie ovens that we were cooking this stuff in. Um, and we have since grown immensely. Um, every year we do the state fair and that's a huge, huge um, success for us because it gets us a lot of recognition. Um, and so we don't just do um, the dog treats. We also do shredding and cardboard recycling. We have a store. Like I said, we operate the mini golf. Uh, we make shower gel, we make greeting cards, we make hand sanitizer, we make masks, we make mask layers. <laughs> We're always trying to come up with different ways that uses the abilities of everyone here to do some part of the task. So every task, Jeremy, can you step up a minute? Every task is broken into lots of little tasks so that even if they have you know pretty limited abilities, they can still participate. Yeah. And so um, that that's what's so amazing about what we do. Um, we have been actively having employees since 2008. Um, so it, it took five years of planning once they formed to actually begin providing services. But um, we have 70 employees that work here now. So it's a pretty big operation. And we serve about 550 people in the community, if you count all of the other programs that we do. 
So that's that's amazing. That's really cool. Uh, and I guess this year is kind of a struggle. I, I assume, obviously, with not having the state fair, and you know, as all uh, nonprofits and foundations have kind of had that hit this year. But it's great that you have so many different revenue streams, right? That diversify and jump straight into masks and everything that that can help people out. Um, I love the fact that obviously me being an avid golfer, as you can probably see in the background, uh, the mini golf thing. So it started as a mini golf, I guess, site. Is that right? Well, that's what they, their first venture was to purchase a mini golf. And it was actually an established putt-putt mini golf here in Enid that had been here since the early 60s. Um, we renovated it um, in 2015, I think. Um, we did a half a million dollar renovation and it is no longer a putt-putt miniature golf course. It's now for our kids mini golf and it is absolutely beautiful. I mean, there are three um, water features, fountains, waterfalls. It's just a very beautifully landscaped place. And, uh, you know, during COVID, we were hoping that people would want to get out because it's easily the socially distance on the golf course. But, um, you know, we did take a hit, but we also did pivot um, and try to figure out how we could keep making money. And that that was a huge thing. Yeah, that's that's always great. And to have different avenues and, you know, be able to, to provide so many different I guess, areas with the products that you guys are making and keeping people, you know, if you have 70 employees, it's great to be able to keep those people, right? And, you know, that's the main thing is keeping people around and not having to lay people off. But tell me about the different programs you guys have, right? I know you have a bunch of different programs that you kind of support. Okay, so our biggest program, um, as far as revenue and support is the employment program. And again, I said there are 70 individuals. We also do Miracle League, which is a baseball league for children and adults. We do for our golfers, which is a golf league in the summer. We do bowling leagues twice a year. We do um, autism summer camp for kids with autism and sensory needs. And we also try to do some spring break camps whenever school is out. Of course, school is virtual now, so it's kind of hard to do that kind of stuff. But we also um, do sensory events with different locations in town partnering like with Leonardo's, which is our children's museum. They'll stay late one night just for people with sensory needs. So it's not as busy, not as crowded and kids don't have to worry. Moms don't have to worry if the kid just runs around like crazy that anyone's going to complain. Uh, we partner with the skating rink um, to where they have the lights on, no strobe lights, no loud music, you know, just to give people a time to, to gather with other people that still feel like they're in the community. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important. Uh, we also do community education for families and parents. Um, you know, we, we hold seminars about applying for disability and applying for Social Security and what is guardianship and just issues that families who have kids with special needs face on a regular basis. Yeah. And, that, and that, it's great to be, you know, I'm sure over 17 years you've had kids who were originally with you from day one and watching them progress and now they've aged on and, and are still following and, and still involved, right? I'm sure they've started out being a little part and now they're really involved. I'm sure it's great to see that as well. Oh, the, the difference in the um, just daily living skills that the individuals learn being here, uh, we have had some actually what I guess you'd call graduate from the program. They no longer need us for employment. They're employed in the community. And that is our ultimate job is to get them ready to be employed um, at a regular business. And we've had about three people go on to do that. Um, you know, a lot of our individuals, it's not that they're not capable of doing the work. 
but they might not be able to focus that long and they might get distracted or have behaviors when they can't express themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're here for is to kind of coach them and, and be here for them so that they don't get frustrated. And, and so, you know, it's, it's a long process, but we'd absolutely love to see everyone graduate and move on, (laughs) but we've seen them grow up for sure. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much they had advanced in their abilities as well. Yeah. Yeah. It must be really cool as a parent to have a facility and have a foundation like what you guys have started and then have that's totally dedicated to developing the skills of children, uh, you know, with special needs, because if they're in another classroom, it's hard, isn't it? For normal, like quote, everyday school, because the teachers have to focus on other people. They can't focus directly on, you know, on a certain child or, or a girl or boy or you know, a girl. So that must be really nice as a parent. And ultimately, the reason that you guys started this, right, was because there was a real need for this stuff in the northwestern part of the state. Well, absolutely. And I think, I think it's important um, because this also, you know, when kids are in school, there's a lot of um, title uh, stuff that they get because they're in school. They get physical therapy, speech therapy. They might have a para that assists them. And, and they're entitled to that when they're in school. And when they graduate, there's nothing. So they go to having that and that social connection to sitting at home doing nothing. And so that's what we want to do is provide a space for them to have a purpose, for them to have some social interaction. But it also gives the parents. I mean, that way the parents can work and support the family. I mean, if you, there are a lot of parents who have kids with special needs where one parent stays home because they can't work. Um, you know, the needs are so great. And so we provide an opportunity for that as well. Uh, but it's a positive, it's, it, it works on both levels. It's helping both the, the uh, parent and the child because the child gets the interactions and gets to learn skills, gets self-esteem from getting a paycheck, feels a sense of self-worth and accomplishment. And the parents get some time to do whatever, time to themselves, time to work another job, you know? Yeah. And this, it, it, this is all funded. Yeah, this is all funded by you know, obviously the products that you guys are making and by building those skills and making these products and then the money that comes in and they'll see it's distributed that way, right? Absolutely. Like we get a lot of our funding from the mini golf course. That's revenue. Anyone can come to the golf course. It's open to the community. That's revenue. We also have a store where we sell items. That's revenue. We have several contact contracts with the dog treats um, and that's revenue. We do get some state funding and of course, grant support. But our goal has always been to be pretty self-sufficient and to make enough from our products that we can support our programs. Uh, one of the things, um, and I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, we don't only we don't only make our own dog treats. We also package dog treats for Pete's Posse out of OSU, and so they have their own dog treats. They're orange, and we make and package those. We also make um, dog treats for Travis Burson of Great American Dog Trainers. And so there's some contracts there that that we're doing um, that help us get, you know, um, awareness and jobs. And then we also package ice cream for Red Ridge Creamery out of Lahoma, the local creamery. So we've started packaging their ice cream. So we are always looking for different ways to make money. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's great to have the, the, you know, those companies that are willing to get involved and help out and, and collaborate in a way that, that ultimately serves the main goal, which is raising money and bringing money back to the foundation to be distributed to the kids and their families. 
Absolutely. And I think that people that get that do want to partner with us, you know, and, and that just makes it, I mean, they come in and see what we do and they're like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it, it, it's, you know, there's a lot of foundations out there that, and this year I'm sure for many foundations has been a tough year for fundraising in general, but it's, you know, it's seeing that the life skills that are being, you know, produced and, and learned right from, from kids of all ages, to provide the products and the products that, you know, people need these products. So it's not just like you're making products that the no, you know, it's going to be stuck on a shelf somewhere. Like people need dog treats and, and stuff like that. Two dogs myself and they eat a lot of treats, <laughs> probably <laughs> more than they need to eat. Uh, but it's cool to, to develop those skills. Absolutely. And it's just nice to see, we did take a hit. Um, you know, we did get the PPP loan and we got, you know, some government assistance when all this happened. Um, I didn't have to let any staff go, but our clients trickled back in. I mean, that you know, we shut down for six weeks and going from 70 clients to zero, that's a huge difference. And at first we had about four come back and then it was 15. Now we're up to about 55, but we're still not back at 100%, which we have contracts. We make greeting cards as well. And we did over 3,000 greeting cards in the past few weeks. Wow. And if not all the clients are back, then it's hard to get all those orders done. So we struggled, but it was a blessing because, you know, that's money coming in. That's another source of revenue. Yeah. We are in the process of doing another order of 1,400 cards. So, I mean, we that's one thing that we make is the greeting cards. And so, um, you know, but it's it's kind of a balance because not all the clients are back. And so we've, we're spread out pretty much. <laughs> To to that point, what are like some of the main needs for you know people listening that that main I mean they don't but this might be the first time they're ever hearing of the foundation. What is something that you guys really need, uh, and then I guess how can you know people really help out with those needs? Absolutely. Well, of course, we always need cash, <laughs> and you can donate online at forourkids.com. We are almost uh, we're about a month away from completing a two point two million dollar building expansion that has been in the works for about eight years. Um, it is going to give us a lot more room, and, and that's a huge blessing. Um, we are always in need of paper plates and cutlery. Our clients come in, and we have to heat up their food, and they eat lunch. Uh, we're always in need of craft supplies because we do make cards, and we make um, you know lots of other stuff. We make mask lanyards and necklaces, so we're always needing craft supplies. Um, it's, it's stuff like that that we can use on a regular basis. and. Um, any, you know, the craft supplies are consumable and so are the paper plates. It's amazing how many paper plates and knives and forks we go through <laughs> for, for our clients. Uh, we recently were blessed with some donations from Channel 9 on our nine days of Christmas. So that, that was really nice. But yeah. um, I have to say that the community sporting support in Northwest Oklahoma is amazing. I mean, if we put out a call out that we're looking for something, we get it. And I, it's very, very appreciative. Yeah, that must be great to have that community support, especially away from a bigger city, right? Mm -hmm. To know that there are people from miles and miles around that are, that are paying attention and will answer the call if needed to, to help out any way they can. Absolutely. I think it is, um, you know, it is harder being in a small rural area, but people still care and people give. And it always amazes me. Um, we have one guy who's been a huge supporter and he gives us like $20 every month. And he's like, I know it's not much, but it's all I can do. But he has done that consistently since I have been here. And that's 10 years. I mean, 
that adds up, you know, every little bit counts. And he always gives extra at Christmas so that the clients can have a Christmas party. And, you know, it's people like that. It just, it just blows me away at the um, willingness to help out that we have here. Yeah. Cause those little, those $20, if he tells a friend and another friend adds 20 and then there's $20, they add up, they add up and he gets 10 of his friends on board. Then, then it makes a difference. Doesn't it? A huge difference. It does make a difference. All of it. Yeah. What well, I guess around Christmas time, what are you guys, what's the main thing you guys are selling? And then I guess going into the new year, I assume you're probably making Valentine's cards and stuff like that. We actually are still trying to finish up our Christmas and new year's cards. <laughs> Uh, like I said, we just got an order for 1400 cards and that was from a wind energy company. And so, um, we're going to do those. They're sending them out at the first of the year. And then, uh, we will start Valentine's day cards. Um, we're really excited because we currently make our dog treats offsite at a incubator location and the new building will allow us to have the kitchen here. So, um, we were limited in how many clients could help over there because it was just one job coach supervising. And so being in the new building, we'll be able to have a lot more people participate in that part of it. And so we plan on upping production. Um, we are selling a ton of hand sanitizer. We have shower gel and lotion. That's a line that we created called Uniquely You. And we've been selling a lot of that. We make mask lanyards, which are um, necklaces that hook onto your mask so that it hangs around your neck. And these things are amazing. I know your people can't see, but uh, they're really nice. So we've been selling a lot of those and it's really fun because the clients can make them and they can do different bee patterns. Uh, we make, oh yeah, we candy pecans too. We had a huge donation of pecans um, that were cracked and the clients spent a long time picking them, you know, picking the shells out mm -hmm. and we candy them and they're flying out the door. Like we can't keep them on the shelves. They're delicious. Yeah. There's nothing better than candy at Christmas, right? Especially if they're... Oh, they're so good. And, oh, yeah. That's it's, that's so good. Uh, so so the gift shop, you, people can go online and buy stuff from, from the website, right? Yes, they can. Not everything that's in our gift shop is on the website, but we do have some select products on there. Mm -hmm. uh, but the gift shop is, is open Monday through Friday during the day and then Saturday from 10 to 2. And we have been busting out the sales i mean it's been awesome and so the gift shop not everything in the gift shop is stuff that we've made it's also gifts that we buy but what's cool about it is the clients help because they price the inventory they set it out they um help clean the store they help bring up customers um they're getting so many different skills in that one area um and again all the sales support for our kids and so we've got some really cool stuff and we're really pushing the store right now so. yeah uh so if anybody's listening that has um you know a, a family member son daughter child that has special needs how can they get involved how can they you know enroll if they're in that kind of area of the state well they need to contact us we'd love for them to come in and the first thing we do is a tour we show them what we're about and show them what we do um, and then we just talk to the family and see, you know, what their needs are and, and if it's a good fit, it needs to be a good fit for both people. Um, and so it just depends because there's a lot of different ways to do the funding for the people that come. And it also depends on their ability and their needs, mm -hmm. um, you know, and their supervision needs. And so I encourage people to come in, meet with us. We'll give you a tour. We'll talk to you and we'll see what we can come up with. And most of the time, I mean, right now, because of COVID, we, you know, we, I'm not sure we're taking too many new ones, but pretty soon we're going to have a building that's three times the size. So we'll be able to 
yeah, come. I encourage them to come because even if they don't qualify for employment, there's other programs. Or even if they don't want to jump into that, maybe they want to start with Miracle League or bowling or getting involved in activities. Um, so, yeah, I encourage them to come and we'll just show them around and show them what to qualify. The basic qualification is they need to have an intellectual disability. Okay. And so um, other than that, we just work with them on what we can do for them and what they can do for us. Yeah. How many, uh, I guess, how many kids do you have right now? Right now we have 70 employees. Okay. okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And like I said, we only have about 54 back, but the yeah. new building will easily be able to double that. And we do have some people that are waiting for us to move into the new building. I wouldn't necessarily call it a wait list, but if you look at state services that you can get in the state of Oklahoma, there's about 300 people in this area that could qualify for these services. So we, we want to find them and bring them in. Yeah. Um, that must be such a really cool sense of just like camaraderie as well, being everyone together, making, hanging out, learning oh, they, services. I'm they sure. make best friends and, you know, they, they hang out off after work. You know, if they're not around people, you know, how are they supposed to socialize? And they come here and they, they eat lunch together and they work side by side. And some of them do. They become friends and they start hanging out outside of work. And it's wonderful because everybody needs that connection. You know, we're, we're so lonely. And uh, even just to be able to FaceTime each other, you know, a lot of our clients do that. They have those phones and they'll FaceTime. And, you know, we have a couple of you who are dating, <laughs> you know, because uh, they're adults and they do that. So uh, I, I think the socialization is just as important as the vocational skills because, you know, we're just social creatures. We're not meant to be all by ourselves. Yeah. So it's it's a way for them to meet different people and be around other people and also to learn how to act around people because, you know, if you're never around anyone or you're just around your family and your family is used to how you act and it's not how you should act in public, well, you know, how are you going to learn unless you're out? Yeah. And so we do do a lot of um, education about how to behave in a public situation. And a lot of our clients go in the community because they're picking up shredding and cardboard and and uh, running the dog biscuits to the store and back and so they are around other people and when they do pickups we go to doctors offices and, and businesses and all of the customers are just like oh we just love it when you guys come and pick up our stuff and they talk to them and they get to say hi and they develop friendships and it's awesome what one mom told me that she was with her son somewhere and you know to her knowledge her son didn't know anyone outside of her relationships and this guy came up to her son and started talking to him and he goes and who are you and she's like well i'm his mom and she was just blown away that her son had a contact in the community that was not because of her like he had made it on his own and it gives me goosebumps to think about because that's something that we take for granted yeah. but people with disabilities don't always get that option so something so small as that it is so meaningful to the family and it's ever so important this year as well because of the virus and lockdown and everyone's kind of staying home to have that social interaction i mean just for, for everybody not just if you have a disability obviously it's worse yeah. if you have a disability because you're just kind of used to being inside and, and dealing with stuff like that but you know, mental health as well goes along with building interactions and having friendships. And, you know, it's the simplest act of saying hello and thank you and putting a smile on someone's face goes such a long way. Absolutely. And I think that's 
Yeah, it's this year has just been terrible. And I think it hit our clients a little bit harder than everyone because, you know, they they really strive on a routine and they need things to be the same. And when it's not, they can't always understand why. And, you know, so it, it was really hard for them. And we tried to stay in contact with them by the phone and we would take stuff for them to do to their house and stuff. But um, yeah, when they came back, oh my gosh, you talk about the happiest people. I mean, they were so happy to be back. Yeah. And it's just, it just warms your heart to see that. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing awesome things. I mean, for 17 years and then keeping it going and, and growing, you know, new building coming and, you know, renovating the golf, the mini, the golf course. It's, it's amazing to see you consistently striving to add and be able to kind of accommodate more people. Like that's really, really cool. Not just to, you know, settle right because you know you could always just say yeah we, we're happy with, with 70 kids and we know what we're doing and, and we're happy but there's such a need out there for it it's it's great to see you guys you know growing and well and you hit it on you hit the nail on the head because that is actually a conversation we had is this all we're ever going to be or are we going to be more and that's why we went ahead with the new building because we're like no we can do more always and um i love that and the our mission is to support children and adults with disabilities in any way we can. And every single thing we do is about that mission. And it is from the top of the founders all the way down to the people who work here. We follow that mission. And I think that's what makes it such a great place. And I love it here. And I love what we do. Uh, And I love the people that work with me because they come up with amazing ideas and they just want to make everything better. And it's just, it's really, really wonderful. Is there anything kind of similar around the state? Is there, obviously there's a need for it. Is there any plans to, to, you know, have a different location somewhere else in the state to broaden the reach? Like how how does that look moving forward? Um, I, I don't know. There are places in the state that do vocational training. Um, and there are some really good places in the state of Oklahoma. And we visited a lot of them when we were developing our programs. Um, in our area, there is nothing like what we do. And, and we don't just have a vocational employment center. We go way beyond that. And I, I think that's part of it. Um, there are some for-profit entities that have vocational training. Um, you know, But like I said, there are some really good ones in the state of Oklahoma that are in other areas. But in our area, this is this is this is the best program. How about I say that? <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> But there is definitely a need. And I think that the way we approach it is why we've been so successful and we continue to grow like we do. Yeah. So, so you guys have, you have the putt putt golf course, which is amazing. I've seen the video, the pictures on the, on the website. It's awesome. Uh, you have the gift job, which is full of dog treats, masks, cleaning, all, all that kind of, step as well is there anything that we've missed or anything else that you guys products that you have or, or services you guys you know you the paper as well doing that in the cardboard uh, do we miss anything i mean probably but i can't off the top of my head think of it i mean we do so much but really we just try to reach all ages we try to reach out when kids are young and get them involved in our program so that when they're ready to work we have you know, a relationship with them. We try to give recreational opportunities. We partner with Night to Shine, which does a prom every year. Um, you know, I mean, I think there's just so many opportunities. I'm sure I've missed something, but I think yeah. I've hit the the majority. 
<laughs> so for everyone listening, everyone can go to the website for number four, uh, letter R, and then kids.com, which I'll post that in the description down below, and you can see everything that's on the website. Um, and then you can definitely see the gift shop and how everything goes and, and how you can support. Um, and, yeah, is there any other, like, Facebook groups or social media stuff that you guys have as well? Well, uh, we're also going to be, um, if you watch Channel 9 News on Christmas Eve, the 5 o'clock newscast, they're going to show their, their donations they did. Uh, and so that'll be on there. Uh, we do have Twitter and Instagram, but don't ask me what the handle is. Um, <laughs> we have we have our For Our Kids Facebook page. We have a For Our Kids Mini Golf Facebook page. We have a Second Story Facebook page and a Miracle League Facebook page. So. Pretty much we post to all of them. So if you go to For Our Kids, you'll find it. Um, if people want to, you know, contact us on the website, you can sign up for a newsletter. And we do send out a newsletter that kind of keeps you up to date on what our activities are. And we're anxious to get those in full swing next year because we do have to scale back this year. Well, it's amazing. I, lo I love the story. I love what you guys have done for, for, you know, starting this out of a need and growing it consistently. So, uh, Trisha, thanks for coming on the podcast. For everyone listening, I'll post all the links down below so people can go to the website, buy some dog treats and get some stuff that they need uh, to support the foundation and, and hopefully think of some partnerships for next year and reach out if you have a business that wants to get involved um, doing great things. So thanks for coming on the podcast. For everyone listening, thanks so much. I'll post the links down below in the description and we'll catch you next episode cheers podcast is made possible by the made in oklahoma program created for oklahoma's entrepreneurs their free to join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow process or manufacture a good within oklahoma retail stores who sell made in oklahoma products can also benefit from their program above all they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.